Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Goddess Glow podcast with your host, Ray Grillo. And today I have my special friend, Des DaCosta. Des is a creative soul and social entrepreneur. She is the founder of DaCosta Media, which was originally Positive Cast, and a digital media agency dedicated to producing positive content in the forms of podcast graphics and powerful social media content. So Des is actually the person that has inspired me and helped me get my podcast going. So all the artwork, everything that you see, like she is the person that I went to to start it. And you just made it so easy for me. Thank you. That's the goal. I mean, I think that podcasts and these forms of digital communication that we have should be made super accessible because why not? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we're this far along in the world and social media has also allowed us many platforms to share our story, your story. So I hope to make it as easy as possible. Yeah. yeah. I, um, you know, it's for me, I've noticed like a lot of imposter syndrome going around. And so I think what has helped me a lot is just like the system that you have in order to like where I could just focus on my content mm. versus uh, focusing on everything else, like all the background stuff. Right. Cause I was like, I don't, that's where I get stuck. It's like, I don't know how to do this and I don't want to. And so if you are, you know, entrepreneur who is wanting to start a podcast, I highly, highly recommend using Des to, to do your podcast is get it started. And she has a course. You have a few courses, right? I have one main course. Okay. Um, It's the podcast accelerator program where I'll give you step-by-step instructions on how to launch your podcast in four weeks. It's also a mentorship program where you will be able to meet with me um, every week, week, so four times during that program. And by the end of it, you should have a fully functioning um, podcast of your own. Yeah. Yeah. So what goes into... um podcasts like I mean I know like I just speak now and I just like upload it however everything that you do like what are the steps or what are some things that people just typically ask you about or they don't know yeah um to be honest I like to simplify it because podcasting has become such a large industry now there are so many big names that we understand that we know podcasts host by um, Joe Rogan, for example. He's a household name now. But it's very simple. All you need is you don't even need any fancy equipment. As long as you have some recording device and some way to get it up in the interwebs on a podcasting platform, you're considered a podcaster. Mm-hmm. And it, I think it comes down to the content. It really always comes down to the content. Um, You could have the most expensive equipment and a large studio, but if you're not talking about things that are um, necessarily compelling, educational, or will help people in some fashion, you're not really going to gain that traction that you might hope for. So I'd say the biggest thing that people ask me aside from equipment is what do I talk about? Okay. And I think the approach there is what value can you add to somebody's life? How can you help somebody? And that's all there is to it. What lesson will somebody be able to learn from this episode if they are to invest their 
half an hour, 45 minutes, their one hour, two listening to your podcast that will make it worthwhile for them because it is a value exchange. Whoever is listening to this episode of yours is giving you their time and hopefully that exchange would be that they would learn something that's extremely beneficial to them. Um, There are some shows that are primarily uh, for entertainment value only, but I I think that can take somebody so far. I think it really still comes down to will they learn something from this episode and be able to take something away that they can implement into their own lives? Mm -hmm. I have noticed for me, because I like to listen to podcasts, and I think that's why I started one is because podcasts were just so beneficial to my growth and my just my learning yeah I don't really enjoy watching videos if I because I'm I'm always doing something I'm always moving I'm always cleaning I'm always on the move and so it's nice to have that podcast and I resonate with the value like some sort of value (laughs) um and not uh I don't know I guess like the, the entertainment side I haven't personally me I haven't dived into it Mm-hmm. I guess if you're into that sort of like drama-ish type, is yeah. that what you mean? Like for that sort of value or right? So or like not value, entertainment. Entertainment, you know, if a comic wants to go ahead and start a podcast, the takeaway would be that you're laughing and you're having a good time with them while watching the show. Oh. Or like there are some other shows on there that are just talk shows so to speak you know versus like hey this is what we're gonna dive into today and this is what we're gonna learn i'm here to teach you something versus like hey let's just get on here and banter Mm -hmm. and i think there is a way to do either one successfully um it's just what kind of content you're into yeah yeah i have uh I have thought about doing the, like, the bantering, just, like, yeah. <laughs> like shower thoughts or something, like, something along those lines. Just for fun, though. Right. I'll just be for fun, because I've been doing podcasts. I made a goal to do 90 podcasts in 90 days. Oh, heck yeah. And so, I mean, on the Goddess Glow one for now, uh, how are I was just thinking, like, it would just be fun to, like, get with girls or something and just, like, banter. <laughs> that would be perfect. <laughs> I mean, yeah, see, like, going off of that, podcasts do allow folks to form these niches of communities Mm -hmm. in whatever topic or subject that you feel. And uh, within those communities, we feel a sense of belonging. And I think that podcasts have brought me, especially in my darkest times, a feeling of understanding, being able to resonate with somebody who's talking on the other side of the mic with their story and not feeling so alone. Mm -hmm. And I really got into podcasting maybe five years ago, but I noticed that a lot of folks got into podcasting and found solace during quarantine, during COVID, when everybody was forced to stay at home. How were we to communicate and connect with one another? Um, We got online and we listened to each other's stories through podcasting. And that's when I noticed like, yeah, it was a building Industry, it was an industry that was slowly catching traction, but especially during 2020 when the pandemic first hit. Yeah. Okay. I just want to put a side note in here that I have my five year old Lennon, and so if you guys hear anything or. Hi, Lennon. <laughs> so. <laughs> he's pretty good, though. Um, just, he's in the background, so if you guys hear anything, that's him. I am um, going into that now. I wanted to talk about. 
you know, we were talking as like entrepreneurs and how you've had this course for a while and recently I just noticed like a shift in like the world and how we're just, there's an energy shift. And I've noticed a lot of people right now, they're focusing on abundance and they're getting into like these, these blockages where it's difficult to move forward. It feels like you're stuck. And I know that that's where I'm at right now. I feel like I'm in like a stuck place right now. However, you, a few months ago, you were sort of going through it. And I wanted to share just for like the entrepreneurs out there, whomever, you know, they're on their grind and they're feeling stuck. What sort of advice do you have about that? Um, because yeah, again, like I, I was inspired by you. I was like, shit, Des can do it. I can do it. <laughs> you know? Oh man. No, thank you. That, that really does mean a lot to me. Hold on. Sorry. Let's start. Okay. No, go ahead. Yeah. I appreciate that. That really does mean a lot to me. Um, the topic of getting stuck and getting unstuck is just the ebb and flow of being an entrepreneur or a creator a creative soul. We're going to hit those periods, but I think it's all natural. It's all within the cycle of creativity in itself. If you think about the lifetime of, let's say, nature, let's just say, let's just talk about nature. In nature, we have seasons. There are different seasons. Um, We just, we're kind of ending winter. We're getting into spring. And in winter, it's a dormant season. It's when things aren't really producing. It's when, you know, trees aren't making as much fruit. Flowers are kind of dormant. And then we get into spring where things are starting to bloom up again. Slowly but surely, we see the flowers and we see the fruit of what the previous season was creating. Even though it didn't look like that there was much happening then, All of these periods of rest and production are completely necessary for the next phase or season of our life. And I say that all to say, like, I definitely went through um, a period of dormancy and plateauing of my business, plateauing of my personal growth. But I did take that with a grain of salt and understand that is all a part of my journey. And even though it may seem uncomfortable, there might be like, there might be thoughts that come into your mind that tell you you are unworthy or you're not doing enough. You know, let those thoughts come into your mind and just understand that, you know, although society may make us feel that we need to be in production mode 100% of the time, 24-7, that's not necessarily true because these periods of rest are just as important for the overall, you know, what you're what you're putting out in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have um, noticed here in the United States anyway, uh, people, it's like you just keep going. It's just like constant. And I know people, and even me, I've attributed my worth to how much work that I do and how much productivity that I get out, it could be difficult to take a step back and just take a break. 
It can be, and that's when it comes down to changing up your pace a little bit. Yes, you can take a break, but that might even mean going to exercise or being productive in other ways where there are different balances to your life. You have, you know, your health, your business, um, finances, whatever other priorities that you set for yourself and it's different for everybody. Hopefully, if you're not being as productive in one area, you can kind of shift gears and be productive in another area. Um, Of course, health is another one. So even if you're sleeping and catching up on sleep, Mm -hmm. you're being productive in your health in that form, you know, so you need sleep. We need all of these things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And then we were also talking about like during that period of, you know, getting into the awareness of like letting go. I know that uh, for me, I've realized recently, I feel like with your journey that you had and like you're like feeling stuck and it, yeah. when you're feeling stuck like that, it, it brings up a lot of these programs and these beliefs about yourself that <laughs> aren't really, really fun to deal with. Mm-hmm. They're not fun to look at. And like, I know for me, like it just, you know, for right now where I'm at, it's like I'm crying every other day or yeah. something about something. And it's like there's good days, there's bad days. I have noticed, though, um, it's like a lot of it is dealing with, like, my control um, mm-hmm. and ha- having to control certain aspects of my life that I'm not able to control. Yeah. Uh, and so for you, how did that look for you and the the like relinquishing that control and like letting go and just right. how you're saying with nature you know the going with the flow of life mm-hmm. it took me a little while to come to this conclusion but once I did I feel like it was the the turning point to everything and that was for the longest time I would stress over and cry over the fact that I felt like I didn't have it together, that everybody around me had found a purpose in life, that I felt like I was the only one kind of flailing about without a specific mission in life. What am I passionate about? And it was all of these questions every day ruminating in my mind that actually brought me further, took me further away from finding the answers to them because I was just so hell-bent and stressed over the fact that I did not know these things. But it wasn't until I realized and I came to the conclusion that I don't need to have all the answers to start. I don't need to feel like I have everything together to feel worthy or like I'm doing something productive. And it was with... The relinquishing of those emotions that it felt like there was more flow into my life and the friction went away slowly but surely the friction went away and it became my path became smoother and smoother just by telling myself anytime these uncomfortable feelings and questions came up took a step back and said I don't need to have all the answers and that is okay and from there the answers actually come to you slowly but surely and I'm still finding a lot of answers but it's having that surrender to the universe while also having the faith knowing that everything is going to work out everything is already great 
everything is working out in my favor. And that also stems back to the practice of gratitude, Mm -hmm. which you and I always talk about being grateful and how it is a practice. I think it's a practice more than it is a mindset because we choose to act in this. We choose to be grateful every day. You know, it's not a feeling where we wait for it to come. No, I actively say I'm grateful for all that I have. I'm grateful that for all that I am and all that will be and everything. um, I could have everything that I could ever ask for and want now. It's that mindset that will propel anybody and has propelled me to building upon what I've already created because I'm already grateful for what I have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. And I always tell people too, like the practice of gratitude. I feel like in the past for me, Just a notice is when I started being grateful, then things like miracles just started happening. And um, when I wasn't being like grateful, I didn't understand the concept of how much gratitude actually meant to practice. Mm -hmm. It was just like a really dark place, really dark and stuck, like heavy, heavy energy, I feel. Yeah. And once I've noticed that I started practicing gratitude for me, like a weight has been lifted off of my shoulders. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, like I like to practice gratitude by waking up. Now I used to write down yeah. seven things. I will still sometimes write down what I'm grateful for. However, now it's like right when I get up, I'll practice gratitude. Uh, mm-hmm. Like three things or if I want to say more, then I'll say more. And how do you incorporate practicing gratitude? Also praying. Like now yeah. I've incorporated praying before eating food and just if I'm grateful for someone or appreciate them, then I've noticed too like expressing gratitude that way and implementing mm-hmm. different practices. Uh, so what does your gratitude practice look like now? In the very beginning, um, when I was still trying to figure out what all of this meant, I needed to have more structure. And even if that meant putting a structure together and going through the motions for a little bit until I really felt it, that is exactly... Excuse me, sorry. That is exactly what worked for me. So I would do the same thing. I would wake up and my routine would be to write down everything that I'm grateful for in that moment. And I didn't have a specific number of items that I needed to be grateful for. I just let whatever came to mind. And I think the important thing here was understanding that anything big or small deserves gratitude. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I would just wake up and simply hear the birds chirping outside. And that would be enough for me to feel grateful for it because that is just a blessing. Nature around me. And the birds, it's just a beautiful feeling. So I would write down, I'm grateful for the singing of birds waking up in the morning. Mm-hmm. Or I'm grateful that I have um, a cup of coffee today to drink. Like, just yeah. small things. And over time, those small things have compounded and led me to greater things that I would be grateful for as well. Like travel opportunities, business opportunities, yeah. or large shifts in my life too. I'm grateful that I genuinely feel happy today. And I don't have to cover it up. You know, I don't have to f- act as if I genuinely am happy today. And that is the transition that came over time 
while practicing that gratitude. One second. Yeah. Come here. Here. Go to the room, please. Until I come and get you. <laughs> Go this way. Go this way. Sorry. Mommy life. <laughs> Mompreneur. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, that is exactly the journey that came with practicing gratitude. I am able to look back in these journals now that I've been keeping for almost a consistent three or four years and see the progression of where I was at that time, what I was grateful for. And I was very honest with myself. You know, I put down what I was grateful for. But then I had like a totally raw journal entry. And if I was feeling mm -hmm. negatively that day, if I felt suicidal that day, I wrote it down. But then I saw the progression of what it led to me to be, uh, which is a much happier person. Yeah. And I feel that to be very true still. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was like cleaning up my desk area and notice like all the journals and stuff. But I have yeah. it like down below now, how many journals I have now and seeing that progression. Nice. And I think that's why I really enjoy talking to you because we've been through a similar experience or we've been through like similar experiences. Yeah. And I am um, like grateful that I could have someone to like, you know, share these experiences with. Right. <laughs> like, and um, for I have noticed, too, with me. Uh, like, starting off with, like, small things to be grateful mm -hmm. for. Like, I remember even if I had just, like, a dollar or, like, a, a few cents in my bank account, I was, like, I'm just grateful to have money in the bank right now. Yeah. Or, like, I was grateful to have a roof over my head and I was grateful to have clean water. Because on those days, sometimes it's really hard to find something to just be grateful for. Mm -hmm. And I've noticed now, it's, like, now I'm, like, now I'm grateful for all these business opportunities. And one thing that's always stuck with me is how I always just, it's like, how can you bring in the things that you want if you're not grateful for the things that you already have? Yeah, you already have, yeah. Yeah. And how can you bring in the, the things that you want if you're not specific too? That's another mm -hmm. thing. So moving beyond, and we're getting kind of into like specific journaling techniques too, yeah. which we also talk a lot about. Um, aside from gratitude journaling, we talk about being very specific with what you want, meaning like even if you don't see any current way or pathway to this specific goal, like, okay, I want to make, um, let's just say I want a $20,000 a month in June, okay? So you have, you give yourself some time, you put out the intention and now write it down, write down how you're going to get there. And then, of course, the next step is when you figure out some actual tangible ways to get there, mm -hmm. like actionable steps. Okay. Um, I would say the belief and the intention, putting it out there can only take you so far. And now you need to back it by action. Okay, what are the resources that I have? What am I already doing that are cash flow initiatives? Like, and how can I 10x that or how can I... Um, get that into a production that can lead me to that financial goal. Mm -hmm. So I'd say that's another thing too, like goal setting, um, journaling techniques. Okay. Yeah. And that's what you used recently, um, I'm assuming, because you went, I think, I don't know if you're willing to share this too, about like the, how 
with your business, I remember you saying, like, oh, I just, like, I don't know if I even want to do this. Yeah. Like, I don't even, you were saying you don't even know if you want to do podcasting anymore. Yes. And I even went through a similar mm-hmm. thing. I was like, I don't even know if I want to do coaching anymore. Yeah. And then, like, my friends were like, you're a wonderful coach. Like, what the heck? Like, why? And then me thinking, too, with you is, like, you went to college and you got a degree in marketing. Correct? Right. Okay. Yeah. And um, you just, I mean, you're podcast is just I just always known you as a podcast person <laughs> you know? I know so it's like again I think during that time um there were there was a lot going on where I wasn't sure if I wanted to continue with certain things and I was almost facing an identity crisis mm-hmm. like I've created so many um boxes around who I am as a person and what my identity was how people know me around what I do for a living Mm -hmm. like and I think that was just something that I needed to think take a step back think about and expand on um I think that I ended up falling back in love with it when I surrendered to to the process and I know that's super vague but like (laughs) (laughs) I completely understand but it's like okay so Here's the thing, like, okay, so we talked a little bit about not having to know all the answers, not having to have the answers to anything, just kind of being like, fuck it for a minute and hoping things work out, which honestly, like at least 80% of the time, maybe a higher percentage, it does work out Mm -hmm. and it works out great. And you don't even have to worry anything past that. So... What I did when I had those thoughts of, like, do I even want to do this anymore? Um, imposter syndrome came up. Like, I'm not good enough. I should just quit. Find another profession. <laughs> go into something yeah. totally different and, like, rebrand myself. But then I was like, why? Like, why have I put in so much work just for me to jump ship? I think it's because I was fearful. Like, okay. fearful yeah. and wanted to like abandon ship early whatever it was that's what comes to mind now and I think that's exactly what happened but what I ended up doing was becoming more heart focused in my work I've always been mission driven to help positive uh content producers get their message out there I it's always been my my mission to produce positive content but In a business sense, too, what does that mean? It means that sometimes I need to say no to certain clients that I don't feel like match my heart-centered goals or vibe with me, even if that means declining um, a 5K deal here just so that I could avoid other things down the road or I could stick with how I feel then I do it. Yeah. You know, it kind of just comes down to that. And it's led me to better situations. Um, and in doing that, I've I've actually got in touch with more clients that feed my soul, that the work that myself and my team are putting out is so much more aligned with what it is that I want to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, I'm working with a an amazing nonprofit called When the Music Stops. Okay. We have not yet 
launch the podcast, but this is something that's been two years in the making now. And um, When the Music Stops is a nonprofit organization helping um, and educating folks about suicide prevention, mental health awareness, specifically in the entertainment business. Mm-hmm. So we live in Vegas. We're a huge entertainment capital. We have a lot, fo- a lot of folks in nightlife, and it's... It's a fast-paced environment, but mm-hmm. there is little time taken to talk about the issues of mental health and suicide and things that are very prevalent that are just kind of swept under the rug. So it's topics like that that I think are especially important to me and hit home. I work with another nonprofit called the Love Yourself Foundation. Yeah. Yeah, and they're a local nonprofit here in town, the Love Yourself Foundation, um, also deals with mental health and educating folks about self-love and how everything stems from the core of self-love. Those are just a few uh, clients and very dear friends of mine that I can speak on that have shaped and uh, reignited the fire in my soul to stick with podcasting. Mm -hmm. I don't think the issue was podcasting in itself. I think the issue was being able to take a step back, realign myself with what is important and what my mission is so that I can go into this work every day not feeling like it's work and feeling like I'm doing something that is, um, that's me. Mm -hmm. And on the topic of mental health and suicide, like that's another thing that hits home with me directly. And, you know, that those are things that I've had to experience firsthand to have such a close connection and relationship to the content itself for me to feel like I'm putting it out there for somebody else who may be literally saved a life could be saved with this kind of information yeah yeah for um I feel like too that's where I had to come to myself is like the why yeah. And like really stemming down like why am I doing it? And then mm-hmm. asking myself why to that why and doing that for multiple times to really like dig really deep as to like why I like I need to put out these, you know, as an entrepreneur, especially a heart-centered entrepreneur, uh getting down to the root of it and not allowing the bullshit in your life or like whatever excuses or the beliefs that, you know, tell you or nag at you that you are not able to do it. Um, and to push past that and to really hone in on, like, why you started it in the first place. Yeah. Because there's always going to be that fear popping up. And there's always going to be, like, that um, that little thing that sort of takes you off course for a little while. And then you're like, well, why did I go down that way? It's yeah. to, like, get you to be realigned again. And I've noticed now that I was just talking to a lot of people who are entrepreneurial or um, just have like a mission or they're starting nonprofits is that they're sort of like in the same phase right now. And that's why I was so excited to do this podcast. And I think my camera died. What? Okay, no worries, no worries. I think it's going really well. Oh, shit. Okay. That's okay. Yeah, it's all right. Well, I was still in the rest of, um, I'm just filling the rest of the podcast with the audio part yeah. on the footage. Yeah. Totally. So. So it's not recording? 
No, that's here. not recording okay. anymore. Yeah. So my camera died, and <laughs> this uh, this is just a great example of going with the flow. Oh, absolutely. And so another thing that I've learned for from a coach is, and I've also like heard it too from like a bunch of like different spiritual entrepreneurs with podcasts. Like, don't end it, don't edit it, don't you know interrupt it just keep it going so like the things with Lennon and stuff like I'm not going to edit that out because uh-huh. it's like the flow the energy right. and I feel like that's such it's a great point <laughs> to um to show like just going along with the flow and it doesn't have to be perfect either yeah yeah and just like uh, just surrendering to the process and just let it go there are so many times where I have clients that are like, okay, hey, I have this episode, um, but I'm going to need you to edit out this, 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 change that, and this, okay, change that. And I'm just like, okay, I hear you, but um, let me tell you why that's probably going to make your episode sound ingenuine and mm-hmm. you know like there's it's an energy it's an energy yeah. and the people listening will feel it and hear it now that's not to say you know there's there's ways to edit and stuff but there's also a thing called like overproducing an mm-hmm. episode like you definitely don't want to do that either because you can hear it and then it just sounds like scripted you know mm-hmm. so i hear what you're saying I, I get that um with a lot of new clients that i'll have to go and give them like just educate them a little bit on it and then they actually they understand like it doesn't take a lot for people to see that because i'm sure they've heard and seen podcasts that are just way over edited and it's like what's real you know what was scripted everything you know yeah 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 i noticed too i will there's a few where i feel like they're reading off of something and it just doesn't it doesn't resonate with me because it just sounds like listening it's not even like audible because they're not trained or something you are Um, not a voice actor sir like just (laughs) i think that's the part too like trusting yourself it it just i feel like it ties in just trusting yourself going with the flow and um i'm you know just this whole podcast has just been like a great example and like perfectionism to that imposter syndrome. And I know a lot of entrepreneurs out there, you're like really going through it. You're going to be going through it. It's the ebb and flow. And I swear to God, I have so many stories and okay. So my current podcast is called positive AF podcast. Mm -hmm. You can go look that up. But my, my first ever podcast that I started was called creative rebellion. And it took me from the time that I had the idea to start the podcast, I want to say over six months to actually put it out because I was scared. I was so, so, so scared. I had so much imposter syndrome. I was like extremely nervous to have any guests on. I didn't know what I was doing. You could say that I felt a little bit of... um um like public speaking fear okay you know and yeah. i i don't normally that's have a huge that, one but yeah and podcasting although we're like right now just in your studio it is public speaking you know it's going out to the public and this is something that you know that the public will consume so you have all these thoughts and ideas like i need a sound perfect this and that on the first few episodes that i had i was literally shaking like shaking but it was over Zoom, so, like, I don't think anybody noticed, but I was still, like, my <laughs> yeah. voice was cracking. I was, like, so scared. Um, 
And I say that all to say, though, like, honestly, when you listen to the episodes, you really can't tell that I was scared. You, I mean, you know, I sounded different. I sounded not as confident as I do now, but there's a lot that just happens in your mind. Mm-hmm. And then I took a step back and I was like, oh, shit. I I ha- didn't even take into account the fact that my guest is probably way more nervous than I am right now. Like, mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be the host, and I'm the one that's scared. No. So I always keep that in mind, too. Like, just act as if, even if you're having a bad day or whatever, just act as if nobody will really know because everybody else has all of that happening in their heads, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've noticed, too... Um, so that's another piece is like the confidence. Yeah. And I could talk to you forever, Des. So how about I know. we wrap this yeah, up no, soon? We do this yeah. for 24 hours. Yeah, Let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> like I could, I, I feel like our last podcast too was like an hour and like 15 minutes. Yeah. It's but just, that one we were both like tanking wine and. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so we were. So we just kind of rambled. But this yeah. one is like way more better. So. <laughs> um. Okay, so I just want to, you know, start wrapping it up, though, mm-hmm. and I appreciate you for inspiring me and just, again, being, like, heartfelt because, you know, it, it takes it takes a whole community, and I really believe that, like, we can shift the world, and especially with just heart-centered people, mm-hmm. you know, just being connected, and I appreciate what you do with podcasts and I appreciate your help with my podcast and yeah, thank you for sharing your insight because, um, you know, just like that glow up, like from like starting where we started mm-hmm. and to like where we are now and enjoying the, the process. Yes. Yeah. I think that's learning. I, that's where I'm at right now. Is enjoying the, <laughs> you can hear my voice, enjoying the freaking process. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I got you. Yeah. yeah, if there's any one takeaway from this episode that I would love if somebody could gain value from it is just remember whenever those feelings of negativity come up or self-doubt, just take a step back and realize you don't need to feel like you have all the answers and surrender to how you're feeling mm-hmm. and understand that what you're feeling has a purpose. doesn't always have to be happy like your other feelings also serve very important purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. I think what I would add to that is, you know, feelings are an events. What happened to they're all neutral. Everyone has feelings. Everyone has emotions. They're not good. They're not bad. We put a lot of labels on these feelings. They're not, they're just neutral. They just are. I think one thing that stemmed out to me before is when I was like doing some personal development work and, um, someone was saying, well, I'm just emotional right now. Or, I'm sorry. I'm emotional right now. And they were crying and, um, uh, feeling overwhelmed. And one of the, <laughs> one of the, sorry, let it was like screaming. One of the things that, you know, the instructor said is he was like, well, when you're excited, you're emotional too. Mm-hmm. That's an emotion. Mm-hmm. When you're really happy, that's emotional too. Why be sorry for being emotional now? Yeah. There's no need to feel sorry because it's just an emotion. That's what you're feeling. And I think if we can all, like, work on just accepting our emotions and the the process of where we're at, it would be a lot easier to move and surrender to the process mm-hmm. and just know that you're at where you're at and where you're meant to be at and then divine timing 
you know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that balance and divine was, timing, yeah. That was perfect. <laughs> I think you. that's it. That's all we have for today, y'all. Yeah. She said it perfectly. What? Um, <laughs> so they can find you on your Instagram. Yes. Um, so if anybody wants to connect with me, um, I'd love if you do so on Instagram at Desi DeCosta. That's D-E-S-I-D-E-C-O. S-T-A, Desi DeCosta. And if you want to connect with my business account too, it's at DeCosta Media. So go ahead and hit me up there. If you have any questions on podcasting, I'd be more than happy to guide you in the right direction. But if you are ready to launch your podcast, hit me up immediately and let's run. Yeah. Yeah, hit her up because she definitely got my stuff up really fast. Thank you. <laughs> when I gave her my stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I just wanted to thank you for being on my podcast today. And I'm going to give you a Yoni Steam yes. from Goddess Glow Collection. So that's going to be for yeah, you. Yeah, love I don't the have Yoni. Right now, it's in, I have it in a bag, in that bag over there. However, I'll hand it to you then. And yeah, thank you again. And yeah, thanks for listening, guys. We will talk to you later. Thank you so much, Ray. Yeah. I had so much fun on this. The pleasure is all mine. All the links will be down below as well that she said. Yeah. Drop it, drop it low, low, drop it, drop it low, low. <laughs> yeah, okay. I love you. <laughs> All right, bye, guys. Bye.